Welcome to another episode of Life on a Mission podcast. Before we get started here, I wanted to encourage all our listeners to subscribe to our podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. Also, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and feel free to give us some feedback. We definitely appreciate all three of those things. I just wanted to start out the show by letting everybody know. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LomePod. With all that being said, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. Life on a Mission podcast, Friday night. Fawns and Steph, your co-hosts, is still working. We're still working, you know, putting out this content for, for free for the youth and for those who may be a little bit older, but still aspire to, you know, do bigger things with their lives. You know, and, and, you know, salute to all of them, all age groups, you know, all age groups. You know, I was just sitting here doing a little uh, reconnaissance for, you know, some of the uh, technical issues that I've been seeing with some products I'm interested in. And it's quote unquote off the clock, but I don't punch a clock. You know, I don't punch a clock. And what I mean by that is I can kind of make my time. I make my time convenient to the people I need to make it convenient to serve as I need to be serving. And I think that's uh, really important. A mindset that you should keep is, you know, thinking about all this money that you're making or all this work that you're doing is great, but you need to be serving people, right? I mean, you agree with that, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, the, uh, there's a quote by Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, man. I don't know if you know that rapper. One of my favorite rappers, man. Um, but he said, the greatest human, human act is to serve. So, um, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey, one of my favorite rappers. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the, um, the marathon, that album got me through college for real. All those tracks, all those records got me through college but you know um that quote right there you know if you if you are serving others um you're living a life full of purpose right there because you're doing something that's way bigger than yourself as your own individual entity and i think everybody has some way of serving um their community serving other individuals their peers their family their uh significant others, their children, in, in some sort of way or fashion, you know, verbally, you know, by physical actions, um, you know, serving them with 
time dedicated to spend teaching, nurturing, uh, mentoring, you know, any type of way. And um, really service is, is, you know, it's a true act of like humility because you're not, sometimes a lot of people, they're not getting compensated or they're not getting a lot of recognition for the type of service that they're doing, but they're doing it out of the willingness to help others. And that's just something that is 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 very rare in a lot of people, but with the individuals that you find that in, keep a hold of those people because those are people that are going to go on to do big, big things in life. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say on it because <clears throat> you know all the people that I know and have relationships with, personal, professional, um, more or less, they have that that attribute. And I really admire them about that. And they admire me as well. Um, so yeah, um, great way to start off the episode, you know, and I feel you because I'll be doing the same thing. You know, people can call me up anytime and, you know, in some sort of fashion, get some value out of me, you know, whether that be from picking my brain on certain things or just talking to me about how life's going, um, you know, because that's the kind of nature that I have as a man so um yeah man I think like one of the things that you can do in life to kind of help yourself is you know put yourself in position to be able to provide service to others um and you can do that even without having a lot of capital for example like even when you haven't built yourself up uh, there's a term. There's a there's a there's a term that's kind of coined, um, and I want to call it. It's called. Uh, there's this dude on YouTube I watch, but he calls it Henry, high earner, not there yet. <laughs> but essentially, um, you know, you can be on the path towards building something, and whilst you're doing that, because you're on the journey towards a destination that's higher. You're going to have so many unique experiences throughout that journey that a lot of those experiences, if you just share with a few folks here and there, it could be the catapult for them to do something great with their lives. And if, you do, if you're not solely focused on the destination itself, you'll realize that when you do arrive at the destination, it will be satisfying. But the most satisfying part about it will be the actual journey that you took to get there. And that's what's going to humble you and keep you, you know, 100% all the time. So, Steph, that's uh, kind of my opinion on that. But what do you, what do you think? Did I, did I hit the nail on that? or? That was solid, bro. Yeah. That was solid. And the thing is, it's all factuals. You know, if you're providing value to people, you provide enough of it, you service enough people, your influence and things will grow by nature that I mean all the things that people that are self-serving that can't seem to get anything for themselves <laughs> need to do is just switch it up stop being so self-serving and serve other people you know um, it's been easy for me to sell things all my life people say oh you could you know sell snake to a snake oil and you know with all that other nonsense 
<laughs> I said snake oil because a lot of people think technology and stuff like so. <laughs> yeah, snake oil. You know, I'm, I'm cutting to the to the root of things. You know, but the thing is, a lot of people still make the purchase with me or with the companies I'm representing because I'm being honest about a my knowledge of the particular products that I would want to sell to someone. So I'm not just going to pitch you anything. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I just found out about a, a piece of software last night. <laughs> you guys got to buy it. Buy it from me, though. Yeah, I think you'll love it. You know, I'm going to really uh, delve in. So people really paying for my knowledge and the fact that, you know, post-sale, I will guide them throughout their journey to make sure it's a pre-planned destination in that regard. You know, and that's in anything you should be doing. You know, anything you should be doing. Like, Toro guys is up. My reviews are up. And I'll just mention that, but uh, I'm not going to get into all of that. Just know what's up. And it's up because it's stuck. What's stuck? Being a concierge, man. You know, a concierge. You should want to provide that kind of service. If you're like, wow, you know, it's just a nice guy. Great guy. What a, what a, what a joy. What a, what a great young lady, you know, to be around. You know, <laughs> help me out. Very helpful. You, you want to provide these kind of experiences to people, and the more you value that, the more they value you. Which you understand, and then the more you can draw value, <laughs> the more valuable you become, and then you can attract things of value, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the opposite of that, of course, is true as well. The more miserly you are. Uh, the more disdainful you are, the more arrogant you are, the more it's about me that you are, the less that you'll actually be able to hold on to because your reach will be very extended. Your grasp won't be where it needs to be at because the grasp is community effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not clutching the game. Like people think like, they got the game on choke, right? No. <laughs> the game's the thing that's going to bless you if you bless other people. That's right. just how it works. That's a that's a that's a very very accurate st- statement, man. And <clears throat> you know, more or less, you can resonate with those types of folks if you have that kind of mentality and attribute about yourself. It's really really easy to identify folks who are like that because you know they have that act of service built within their core. So. You know, it, it it blends well, you know, when you're in your different social groups, uh, professionally, personally, family, et cetera. Um, but one thing you made mention of that I kind of want to deep dive into today's episode was, um, you know, I think you said something more. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said something about I'm not just out here selling everything to everybody like it's and glorifying out, glorifying it, you know, to to make it seem like it's just, you know, a complete, like, smooth ride, you know, for you to even talk about the things that you talk about, you know, I know that, you know, me and you have had conversations, and I'm like, dang, you know, sometimes he's been in tough spots, situations, but that's kind of molded, molded him into a way, you know, into the person he is today, so, you know, with that being said, I mean, you can be online, like, I feel like <laughs> I'll be on Twitter sometimes, and like, man, there's a lot of people that are glorifying things, especially things that they're doing. Um, the number one thing on YouTube, if people didn't know, you can monetize your YouTube 
but the number one thing that or the highest paid category on YouTube that they will uh, they will compensate you for talking about is making money. And you know that's that's what you know, that that's what gets the highest compensation for YouTube content creators, video creators, etc. Um, and what I wanted to say on this point was, you know, on all these platforms, Instagram, Twitter, what else do we have? Facebook too. A lot of people are making money, good money, and they are advertising, you know, what they do as this is a means of me to make money. But the thing that is tricky about online is you'd never really know if that person is doing as well as they say they do. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that unless you know them personally or like are interacting them with a, on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you know exactly what that person is advertising is exactly what they're advertising? I mean, you don't. They could be doing it. They could not be doing it. So with the way social media is set up now, with all the alg algorithms and et cetera, it's really hard for you to, <laughs> I won't say, to believe what you're seeing online. So you got to be careful on what you're being sold and what you're being told. Steph, how do you feel about that? I think you're telling something to the youth that they really need to hear. You need to be very careful about what they're telling you on social media is going on, what they're selling you and what's been going on. I mean, it's been even... You know, to the point where people that everybody, quote unquote, knows, like celebrities, I mean, you, you can search all you want about their net worth and whatnot. And those are very inaccurate numbers. Very inaccurate numbers. It's been yeah. proven time and time again. <laughs> it can become a press release that can you, a press, you're a press release away from being a billionaire. Just remember that. Didn't, didn't, bro, didn't Kanye say that they messed up his uh, net worth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, come on. Even Kanye complained about it. So I'm like, yo, if Kanye, and you know Kanye, man, he always saying something controversial. But even when Kanye complained about it, I was like, damn. Then I know, because like, again, the people who are reporting this or something of that nature, how do they really know what Kanye's net worth is without actually being someone who's involved with him in his financial life? You know what I'm saying? Day to day. like Day to day. That's what I'm saying. So... <laughs> on so all i'm telling you folks like fawns is kind of getting that here is yeah just be mindful be mindful of what was really being said out here and see what is really out here like some people need to actually step out i'm, I'm not trying to be rude when i say this either but you actually need to step out into the world you know step out into the world i mean like with your phone down you know actually interact with people. I mean, maybe sit down at a nice little bar, interact with an older couple, you know, get some information that you may not otherwise know. Maybe talk to some people, you know, outside of the older people. Find somewhere nice to, uh, you know, to what's kind of, you know, establish yourself. You need to get a social group kind of going of people that, you know, are really getting the things out of life that you aspire to have or that you're currently having and you want to be around the people or you know doing that so you can find maybe different ways to do that but my whole thing is this you there may be on this if you if you think so bro or if you think otherwise should i say but yeah how do you feel about this man 
I think all of that energy put into the uh, the side hustle, the next move. Again, if you really are setting yourself up to completely replace the value that you're currently bringing in your current career path, I mean, and, and this is not like you just believe this in your heart, but like the statistical, you know, you're, you're setting up your patterns for your year over year growth where, oh yeah, this business thing is going to make me more money than being an employee somewhere that I'm doing something I don't want to do. If that's the case, then I mean, to get to that point, I don't see how you weren't neglecting your job. I mean, that might be a controversial <laughs> statement, but your primary job, I don't see how, <laughs> like, and the thing is, that's the value that you immediately bring into society. I'm not going to be the guy to say that you can't bring other values to society by going with a, a part-time thing. But I really think for most people, again, based off of what I actually see happen for most people, those energies will be better spent developing themselves further in their bread and butter career, if that makes sense, bro. I mean, again, that might be a controversial statement. How do you feel about it? But that's just how I really feel, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I feel like, no, you definitely have a point. Like, people can neglect. Um, they, can, they can definitely neglect. And, and, and um, you know what? They, again, I have to go back to the online presence. Like, online, people are sold entrepreneurship every day. Everyone's All day. Like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, I can teach you how to make money. You don't have to work a nine-to-five. Let me tell you this right now, and I'm going to make this bold statement. People are not going to like it. Don't quit your job. Don't don't quit your job and try and start a business because somebody online is saying that they're doing it. They could be saying that they're doing it and they're not even doing it. Or they could be saying that they're doing it and they still got a whole they, they still got a whole job the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So because they know that it's something that people will engage with. People want to have that entrepreneurship lifestyle where it allows them to, for example, if I wanted to just go for a month or two to Croatia and just chill out there, then, you know, me as an entrepreneur or whatever that means, you know, <laughs> continue to run my business from Croatia, right? Yes, I'm not saying that there's people who don't do it. They're, yes, there are people that do it. But the thing is, they're not going traveling and stuff and just relaxing they are going traveling and still on the phone with clients and still running the business and still in meetings and still answering texts and still answering emails so it's not like oh yeah i'm an entrepreneur okay i can just like you know go for two months on vacation and come back everything's all fine and dandy these people also have systems in place they have systems they have managers they have directors they have senior executives underneath them who are handling all that stuff so that they can go take time away. And even the time away that they take, they are still interacting with that whole chain of people that I just mentioned to making sure, to make sure that things are going the way that they left him. So it's not the, what the word is told on social media that, Hey, yes, open your business, focus on service, do something, make some online money, et cetera. And that will free you from your nine to five if you're making X amount. I mean, you have to really calculate 
and you have to really make sure that you're on point with your numbers if you ever do decide to step away from your job. Because just stepping away from your job and saying, I want to do entrepreneurship is a very, very risky, risky thing. And I'm going to just go through this because I feel like a lot of people forget what a job gives you. Think about what a job gives you. Let's break it down. Tell me if I forget anything, Steph. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me tell you why I'll never leave my nine to five. Why, why would I leave my nine to five when I'm getting this, right? I'm getting stable income. You know what that means, guys? That means when I go to a bank and I ask for a loan and they ask me to provide stable income verification statements, I can give them my job and they will loan me money because they love seeing stable income period <laughs> that's the first thing banks love solid stable income and why would i quit my job and give up that because i can have leverage on any bank in this country since i have stable income so that's the first thing second thing is i get 401k matching why would i leave 401k matching when i'm getting free money from my employer that i'm investing does that make any sense to leave that no. Third thing, I get free health insurance or I pay very, very little to get health insurance. If I leave my job, I have to go with a private insurance and that's going to be way more expensive. Why would I leave my job when I'm getting health care benefits, right? Fourth reason, and I think um, this is uh, another thing that goes back to your point of development. I get compensated to do training. I get, they pay for the training, they pay for the certifications. Why would I leave my job when they're paying for all of that? And then I have to pay out of it for my own pocket, out of my own pocket, right? Another thing, if I wanted to start a business, I can use the money from my nine to five to do that. So if I leave my job, I'll be going out of my own savings to start a business instead of using my income from my job to support my business so those are five big things that will make me never step away from my job because why would i give that up you know what i'm saying does that make sense Steph? i mean i would say as long as you are not going to ever be on track to outpace from a salary perspective. And again, this is where you have to be realistic, everyone. If you're not gonna be on pace and all you have to do is just Google search away with the average person doing what you're thinking about doing is making, just being real. And with these, the level of jobs are that are available doing that, it's a good indication of what you'll be able to get into as a potential subcontractor, which is how most service businesses start or a potential vendor. Uh, you know, if you're going to be on the supply chain and things, but again, you, you're going to have to get a good grasp of the numbers and the opportunity and then really understand yourself, really know how competitive you are, et cetera. Like mm -hmm. most people are going to fail within the first year. <laughs> most people are going to fail within the first year. And I hate to say things like that because it's like, oh, man, oh. What a blow to my ego, but the thing is, it's true. It's just the facts, you know. It's just the facts. You can look it up and, and sober yourself with the facts. 
know what know where you stand at from a performance, you know, level. You know, if you really know that, oh yeah, like in, in this particular arena that I'm trying to get into, people are like uh really thoroughly impressed with my product, they'll pay for my services or whatever the case may be. If you know that about yourself, you and more importantly, you can prove that by getting a contract, something long term. You don't want to say go, uh, you know, fly off the handles on your first little project. Because to Fonz's point, if you don't have something consistent, you're putting yourself in a terrible place to immediately fail, like what most people do. Right. You know, right. small success and then immediate failure. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want to sustain your growth. And to be able to do that, you need to be financed and you need to have a network. And that I will say is one thing you didn't touch on. We can expound on a little bit is the fact that the matter is on these nine to fives, you can build real networks. You're not going to get into the corporation as an independent contractor from the immediate. You know, I'm just not going to sit here and lie to you like, yeah, you're, you're going to work your business. You're going to start a business from scratch and your first customer is going to be like this big time. You know, more likely than that, that's not going to be the case. No, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you could more likely than not put yourself on track to work with one of these big timers in no time just by learning their products, you know, working for their company. Mm -hmm. And build your network from there if that's what you really need to do, if you feel that in your soul. But at that point, you really would need to assess again what is it that you're going to offer to the marketplace from a long term perspective. Long term perspective, you know, because if you're thinking short sighted here, then yeah, your business won't be able to sustain you. I mean, I, I was very fortunate that my business was able to sustain me, but at the same time, I still planted my exit strategy for the affirm some of the affirmation things that phones have dropped. You know, private health insurance is not cheap, for instance. Uh, stability of income if several customers decide to drop contracts or projected, you know, projected forecast contracts are dropped. And, you know, there goes your pipeline. You got to build right. your pipeline back up. You have these kind of issues. And so you have to be very careful with your money. You have to be very careful with your time, very careful with your commitments. You have a lot of a balancing act to deal with that. That's just comes with the nature of being a solopreneur, which is what most people will be in that they cannot afford, like most jobs, to actually pay people to do the work. You know, that's the biggest incentive. Yeah, and I think that's a big one we didn't touch. I mean, you, you touched on what some of the incentives are, bro. And I think those should be very attractive for anybody who wants to have a stable, productive life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being real. You know, uh, stability of your income. You know, yeah, again, that's a projected pipeline. If you're thinking in those terms, that's a projected pipeline that you're knowing is going to hit. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good, secure thing. And that's what you no know, lenders want to see. And we live in a very, very uh, credit-centric uh, society at this point. So you want to have credit worthiness. And I can tell you now, it is harder to have a mortgage or to even get qualified for a mortgage, things like that, just simple stuff, as a independent contractor than it is as a W-2 employee. Yes, it's a lot. People already looking at your business like you're going to fail because yeah. it's statistically going to happen. Think about how crushing that is. Just be real with yourself. Right. <laughs> Just be right. real with and yourself. 
and as a business, uh, you have to, for example, if you want to get a loan, you got to show two years of tax return. So for two years, borrowing money through the business is probably not, it's not an option, right? So you got to show two years tax returns and, you know, show them what your profits is, profits are looking like over that like time. Profits because, and loss statements. Because they want to, because obviously if someone's going to give you money and loan you money as a business, they want to make sure that your business is actually profitable. And if it's not, that's a red flag for them. Why would they give you some money if it's not profitable? And again, some of you are going to have, you know, years of non-profitability based off of coming into the business the wrong way. I would tell you the best way to come into a business is to have a contract lined up first and get your business handled. <laughs> you yeah. know, you get, get the last little bits of business handled. Stand up the, the infrastructure. But then when it's time to turn on some of those services, just be ready to hit the switch when you get the right opportunity. Right. Pay the pay, pay the right people, hit those switches. And then, you know, that's how you can have some level of sustainability. But don't look at life like um, I'm just going to keep riding this kind of wave. No, look for a stable opportunity. I mean, you should look for the biggest, you know, honestly, you know, I've been working on my career to get to, you know, where I'm at, you know, peaking. And, you know, well, I'm living life now, I'm living life. And, and I tell you that to say that was a plan, not a circumstance, you know, not a circumstance, not a circumstance of uh, the work. Because you guys can work as hard as you want to work in these different things that you do. But no, I put a plan in motion because that's what's actually you know, really validated in, in this marketplace that we're in now. You have to kind of outthink, you know, your problems. You can't just look in terms of creating more problems. Like some people want to create a problem of, oh, I'm going to sell shea butter. I love selling. I would love to sell shea butter. I'm going to sell shea butter. Some people make that a problem. You know, that, that I wouldn't make that a problem in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, <laughs> I wouldn't make that again. It's, it, it's so, but it's you know what I'm saying. There's so many people. Some people are trying to make that a problem in their life right now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right, right. In this saturated market, for that they're trying to make that their problem right now. Right. And again, that's a problem. You know that a lot of people already have a solution to. You know what I'm saying? Versus mm -hmm. planning out. You know, planning out. They get it. Go back to the service thing. Really goes back to the service thing. Or planning out. If I just develop myself further in my career, you know, really put my time into what's, you know, my nine to five, you know, what my main skill set is. So we can interchange nine to five to main skill set, but really nine to five, whatever you're putting in the most hours a day to get, you know, your pay, whatever that is. If you're putting that grind in and it's paying off, then I would honestly say just develop your skills in that. Really work on developing your skills in that if you have, you know, enough energy, enough spare time. You know, to want to start a side hustle, I really think those energies, if I'm going to be honest, would be better diverted into developing your professional skill set. And that that's what's going to be most rewarding to the marketplace. I really feel like in the long run, statistically, and thus more in the long run, statistically more fulfilling for your own life, you know, making your own life on a mission go that much further developing yourself that much further, you know, reaching those heights that people said you couldn't reach only because you just went ahead and said, I'm going to teach myself and learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to keep developing myself down this path. I'm not going to divert my energies and efforts and all this other stuff, you know, uh, side hustles and 
and bustles that really just, you know, rustles your feathers most times for most people without getting you any kind of real tangible reward at the end. You know, versus the reward that generations before us seem to understand, you know, putting your 30 years, putting find a good company by being good worker, a good servant. We were talking about earlier, find a good company, be a good servant. And uh, you know, do right by people while you're there. You know, hopefully yeah, you're in a position you can get people in there if it's a great company, you know. Yeah. Do, do right. And uh put your years in and then yeah. you can retire. <laughs> you know <what> yeah. <laughs> Actually, bro, you, you make good good points and back to the solopreneurship. I mean, I know somebody who's a software engineer. Guy's a brilliant kid, man. Came out of came out of great school for computer science. Got an internship with IBM. Cool stuff, you know. And he actually was like, he actually works. He's actually working on a platform right now to uh, actually help people network with like-minded professionals. So, you know, because he's in college and stuff, you know, he was seeking, um, you know, people who. Seeking out people who are, you know, software developers or in his field, et cetera, all that stuff. So he actually created a platform very similar to like LinkedIn, very similar, but where it kind of advertises people's uh, traits more, right? And it's it's more geared towards young professionals. If that makes sense, you know? Brilliant idea, brilliant concept, and, you know, platform designed to kind of help others, you know, learn from people who are roughly around their age doing good things or doing things that, you know, are similar to what, you know, other folks might want to do. Um, and I had a conversation with him, um, you know, one, to talk about the platform, two, you know, to kind of see where he's at with that, because I like keeping up with, you know, innovative young folks. Um, you know, it's exciting to see those kind of ideas coming out of young minds. So, but I did also have the kind of conversation that we're having today, you know, as far as like, when it comes to business and you know the whole solopreneurship thing it's good for him to you know have that stood up and he's building that out you know trying to aspire to do something great with that uh project so you know my thing was i also said don't negate working and gain some work experience because they might be things that you go and learn from your work experience that you can actually translate to what you got going here and use that to actually push you to even higher heights. You know what I'm saying? And not even just from skill set. I'm talking about working and collaborating with other people who might even see a similar vision to you or be able to work on your level and even contribute to what you got going on. You know, relationship building. It's a very key part of business. So yeah, me and him had a conversation, you know, it was good. And, um, you know, that's just something that I said, you know, just keep that in mind, you know, you, we all can't do everything ourselves. We, we have to, you know, as humans, it's our nature to collaborate with each other, exchange ideas and make it from one end of life to another, you know, with all these different people in our lives. So we have these experiences and can cherish them um, throughout our lifetime. So, yeah, I just kind of, you know, advised the the young man on that because I thought you know you can work on that and it's a great project but you know don't negate working for a co corporation and gain some transferable things that you can use 
in your in your in your, you know for your dream chasing purposes so yeah man um i think that's uh there was one more thing i wanted to talk about but i think it slipped my mind did you have anything else man i think we covered it bro i think mm-hmm. we covered it I, I would hope people walk away with that last note that you made especially that community building aspect that will come from working in bigger companies then you know the solopreneur thing you'll be able to affect a lot more lives potentially in the long run again statistically speaking i will not say this is just everybody listen up you know again there's going to be all special people who listen to this and like yeah you know what ha ha he he no that's not true for me but nine times out of ten is what we're speaking to nine times out of ten and nine times out of ten and nine to five is okay it's not a bad thing nine times out of ten yeah, man. I mean, to be honest, yeah. To be honest, I'm just gonna say it. We gotta get these people, the people who be shitting on nine to fives. Nah, I'm I'm not rocking with that. <laughs> I'm not rocking with that because even the nine to fives are where I started. Even before I was doing what I'm doing now, you know, working those hard manual labor jobs or whatever. You know, I still had to work them, and and I knew that. I wasn't going to be there forever, but because I was doing that, it gave me the, it gave me the, the outlook where I could look at my life, look at where I'm at and ask myself the question, do I want to stay at this level or do I want to do better for myself? So you shouldn't, you know, shit on nine to fives because everyone has to start somewhere. Um, and for most people, a majority of people, I'd say, they start working out a job somewhere. So it's not something to be mad about or, you know, ha- you know, have negative thoughts about. You know, start where you are and look to do better is what I can tell you. And that's, that's uh, my closing message for today's episode. No. Y'all got to get at us in the inbox. You know, y'all got to get us on the Twitters, you know, the Twitters and the Instagrams and all that stuff. We're on there at Lone Pod, at Lone Pod. Email info at Lone Pod. Y'all know where we are. Yep. Yep. So you can hit me on Instagram at Fonz underscore on a mission 27. You can hit me on Twitter at on a mission underscore 27. And you can actually follow the podcast page on instagram and twitter at lone pod and steph what's your info and twitter at ged success story instagram at mr bottles today heineken keeping it simple keep it simple <laughs> and what else my own brother uh that's probably it man i i can't get with the tiktoks guys i just can't do it <laughs> i watch them on youtube sometimes but <laughs> yeah 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 oh, there's man. a lot of platforms man but we'll, we'll see what's coming up next man but for now that's where everybody can find us we appreciate you guys tuning in again and uh like always we'll catch y'all the next episode so peace Thank you for tuning in to Life on a Mission podcast brought to you by Anchor by Spotify. Anchor was recently acquired by Spotify. Great acquisition, if you ask me. The tool set is allowing us to distribute our podcast all throughout the internet, essentially. 
and you can do the same. Now, with that said, if you need any advice about any of the context of the conversation that we had today, you can reach us at info at L-O-A-M-P-O-D dot com. And additionally on Twitter at LomePod, as well as Instagram at LomePod. Looking forward to hearing from you.